As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. I would be honored if you played football for this team. The football gods are always on the bare shoulder. Boy, that escalated quickly. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Ho. Are there any signs that there's a bigger issue of disrespect? Is Jordan Love bad? And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. It's clear to me that they're going to make him earn that left tackle spot. There's some good signs there. It's okay to be excited. It's The Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. And we are underway. What's up? Welcome in. Hogue and John's with you. Finally back from Tampa. Finally. No, especially me, in John's not you. Case. <laughs> you made it back the day you were supposed to. Just delayed a little yeah. bit. I spent a little bit, night a lot of it in Tampa. One more night. I wasn't alone, though. Kevin Fishbane was there. Finley was Aww. there. Mark Potash was there. My old crew from the Sun Times. Uh, What'd you guys Donia do? What'd you guys there. do? Some steak. Oh, did you go to Charlie's? We went to Charlie's. Okay, see, now I don't feel as bad because I changed Potsy's dinner plans on Saturday on him. And so, and I felt bad because I know he really likes Charlie's. So now he can feel better. With the steak. He, With he the got belly Charlie's. full of red meat and, and mushrooms. He, he always has his side of mushrooms. He probably cared the least about having to spend an extra day in Tampa. Well, yeah, his kids are all grown and out of the house. It's a little different for us. Um, yeah, I'm sorry you guys had to deal with that. That's never fun. I did uh, okay. There were a lot of uh, Bears fans. I felt for them. Oh, probably a lot of people got stuck. C- could there. you imagine that? Yeah. Oh, our whole plane was full of Bears fans. Who was? Our, who else our was shuttle on that this plane? morning? People were still full of Bears gear. Who else was I, Jeff Joniak? Joniak. Oh man. Who did the coaches show last night? Jeff Joniak. From Tampa. From Tampa. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. Um. All right. Well, you guys are back. We're back. Um. The Bears are back. Matt Kinda. Nagy's not back. Well, he's back from Tampa. He's not at House Hall. He tested positive for COVID. Um. And you know, first and foremost, hope he's doing okay and is healthy because uh, this is actually the exact time last year I had COVID. It's not fun, and that's a still very much a reality in our in our life right now. Unfortunately, it's affecting the Bears. And we talked about that after Sunday's uh, 
game. It directly impacted the game. Um, the Packers are now dealing with it. They might not have Devontae Adams Thursday night in a huge game against the Cardinals. So this thing is very much still around. It's affecting lives. It's affecting football. Um, and, you know, the Bears got to get this thing under control. They got to get a lot of things under control right now, to be honest. You were on those Zoom calls. Were all the guys at home? Um, no, they were, they were at House Hall okay. today. They were at House Hall today. But... Peters, Jason Peters did say that they were doing virtual meetings. Yes, well, enclosed spaces and whatnot. High-risk areas. Yeah. Um, we talking today? You okay? Yeah, I'm trying to load the voicemails right now, and it's just not working. Every, you know, it's just one of those days. One of those weeks. Happens. One of those weeks. It's probably going to continue to be. Um. But I'm trying to pull up the voicemails from this week, which I'm sure we must play because everybody had to be, um, you know, upset. You know, typically this is where your very reliable uh, podcast partner would stall a little bit for you and not make you talk <laughs> while you're very clearly trying to. But you know, hey, I'm just Adam. You call me here. very reliable. Okay, Adam Hoagie Cat. Um, yep. I think Bob Dabrowski probably really liked that reference with, with Hoagie <laughs> oh, I'm by sure. Dan Orlovsky. You know what this means. Kent, you listening? We have to get Orlovsky on this podcast at some point this season. I'm sure he would love to talk to some Justin Fields, some protection, lack of protection, certain route concepts that he doesn't like from Matt Nagy, um, who just taking a pounding out there. One of the media local again. writers, Adam Hoagie or Hog, excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. That's great. Good for you, though, for having a, a sense of humor. Oh, I've, Which been one you like my, I've been dealing with that my whole life. If I didn't have a sense of humor about that, I wouldn't have any sense of humor. Which one do you prefer? The hog or the hoagie? Um, I think hog because it goes back to the old Les Grobstein. <laughs> yes. Drop for, for like about 10 that. years ago where he was like our, ver our very own Adam Hogg. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, that's the best part of it is like, like it's one like Dan Orlovsky's probably never heard of me, so like that's fine for him to to he gets sprung on some tweet that they pull up on him on Get Up, and this is what happens. One of the local writers, Adam Hoagie or Hog, excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. It's all good. I like Dan. It's not a problem at all. But I'm gonna have fun with it if you're gonna do it. Um, but for Les Grobstein, this was when we were working together. And even, and the best part about the clip, and I wish I had it right now. I should have it. I should permanently have it ready. Um, was he even references me as his, co he says, our very own Adam Hogg. So. Um, hey, I used to get it too. Jans. Yes. Janes. How do you pronounce this, sir? Got it yesterday at the hotel. You know, I forgot yeah. that this actually happened a couple weeks ago too. And this was one I had not heard before. And uh, this was... This is from Nick Wright. His quote, courtesy of Adam Hoge. 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 Like hose, but with a hoge. Which I think the um, the lineman out of BYU this year that got drafted, he spells it H-O-G-E, and I'm pretty sure that's how he pronounces hoge. it. Hoge. 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 Which I had not heard before. Mm. That's fine. Um, The problem with that, though, Nick knows me. So it's one thing for Dan Orlovsky. Nick and I actually know each other. We were at Mark. We sat at Mark Carmen's wedding together for a whole night. Um, so, but that's fun table. And and his uh, his producer on that show, Nick Wright's producer on that show, was uh, a college buddy of mine. We worked on the newspaper together. So 
we had some fun at, with that one at Nick's expense because, uh, you know, not as understandable on that one. But I also, it's all it's all fun and games. If you can't laugh at that, you can't laugh at anything. Um, and it's good to laugh right now. So let's hear your voicemails because they'll probably make us laugh too. Here they are uh, after just a disastrous game in Tampa Bay. Hello? Do you know who this is? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! The Hogan John's voicemail. The Hogan John's voicemail line. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Got any questions or comments about the Bears? Give the guys a call before, after, or even during the game. Go Bears! Hey, 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 ho, ho, ho. How's it going there, kiddos? It's uh, Bob Dabrowski calling in from Tampa Bay, the strip club capital of the world. Let's get it done down in Florida. We got uh, Tommy Brady out there, uh, the opposing quarterback for the other team. Maybe you've heard of him. Last year he thought that there were four downs when there were really only four downs, but he said that there were four. Anyway, maybe this year he's going to think that there's five, maybe six, because guess what? We got Khalil Mack coming at him. We got Eddie Goldman back in action this year. We got other people, maybe some of them are hurt or not out there, but we got people who work on Smith, the Montezuma Missile. He's going to come out there. And also, I'd like to wish you guys a happy National Tight Ends Day. It is uh, a day that will live forever in our hearts as the first ever tight end to play in the NFL. Coach Mike Ditka is smiling down from heaven in Brisbane or wherever he lives now, and uh, he is going to be rooting on Cole Komet, who's going to get a touchdown. Baby Ditka, score first, maybe twice. Who knows? Bear down, bear Super Bowl. Let's get it done. Chicago Bears. Well, Hogan Jones, I called in four hours before the game and said to fire Nagy. It's three minutes into the game. Fire Matt Nagy. Statistically speaking, it is possible for the game to be 140 to nothing. Fire everyone. It's got to go as high as it can to the ownership. They need to sell this team to someone who gives a crap enough to freaking put the people in place to make this team a success. Period. That's it. Just watched Fields get strip sacked. Um, I'm wondering, do you think we could try maybe rolling him out or something? I'm just uh, just brainstorming ideas on the couch. This seems a fucking joke. Maggie's a fucking joke. Eddie Jackson can't tackle if he wanted to. Everything's embarrassing. The offensive line's terrible. Good thing we have a first. Oh wait, we don't have that yet again. Is it time to start worrying about Cole Komet? I just saw the mother on a tight end screen. Instead of running behind his blocker, he ran directly into the tackler. Not like this. Not like this. Yeah, hey, it's Eric from Lake in the Hills. I'm just turning in my keys for the uh, Chicago Bears bandwagon. I am done with the team. And I, I'm not being, this isn't hyperbole. I really am done with the team. What's the point? What's the point? So, anyway. From uh, one former Bears fan to you, I wish you all the best. Matt Nagy is a f***ing momentum killer. What the f*** is he doing calling a timeout when we were finally getting somewhere? He needs to be fired and fired today. I think I'm going to start rooting for the Bucks to score more to see if Matt Nagy might get fired. Hey guys, it's actually kind of inspirational, this game, because it reminds me how much I can not do my job and then still be employed. Four years of screwing up doesn't matter because Matt Nagy's still a coach. So folks, if you're listening, don't try at work. You'll keep your job no matter what. 
Thanks, boys. Anyone remember when we could have had Bruce Arians as our head coach? Yeah. Well, I don't really know what to make of anything anymore. Just watching Tampa destroy Chicago. You know what I think? We need to figure out the whys of why we can't win. Third down. Two positives from this game. One, we didn't lose to Aaron Rodgers again. It was a different number 12. And two, at least we're not the Lions. So we got that. Matt Nagy is actively sabotaging Justin Fields. He is, at this point, the most toxic asset the Chicago Bears have right now. Hoggy Cat, John Zipet, Kurt Geronimo, Bob Dabrowski calling in from Sapphire's Cabaret Gentleman's Bar and Lounge. I was wrong. I was wrong. The Bears are not good. God bless. Bears are not good. Sapphires? Oh, Bob. See, Bob definitely appreciates Dan Orlovsky. Well, because he calls you, yeah, he calls you Hoagie Cat. Yeah. Yeah, I fell for all the Bears fans on our flight. A lot of them canceled. Some uh, tried to take flights out of other airports, had to drive there in Florida, rent a car. Others were left at our hotel. Not a fun trip. I'm sure. No, I'm sure they had a good time, but not a fun game for them. Here's the thing: fans have fun wherever they go. I've been on. I've been on trips where you go into the game. You got to set your expectations accordingly. If you came to Tampa this week and you expected the Bears to to win, and you were going to base your, you, you can't base it your enjoyment level on the outcome of the game in general. Now, if it's an enormous football game where like. You know, like a playoff game or something like that. Like, okay, then 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 that I get. But like, if you're going to spend the money, invest to go to Tampa, to face the Bucks, you, this matchup they had no chance. They just really didn't. Well, I'm sure people hoped, expected it to be more competitive. It wasn't competitive. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you could expect it more than three ex- points. Yeah, we expected it to be. More well, I guess what I was gonna say is, if you're there, I hope you manage to find fun. It, it was a nice day. It was a little bit of rain, but for the most part during the game, the weather was nice. You're in Tampa. Make the most of it. I hope you found a way to have fun because that's like tough. Bob. <laughs> I don't know. Bob didn't sound like he was having fun at Sapphires or wherever the hell he said he was. Yeah. Did you see Pat Finley's tweet? So no. we get we get in the airport shuttle and the guy finds out we're from Chicago. He's talking to other people from Chicago and instantly goes to, I hear they want to fire the coach, then instantly asks us if we need <laughs> gentlemen's clubs um, recommendations from him for the, the evening. So that's Tampa in a nutshell. He just started to offer them? Yeah, he just presented it. Yeah, oh, yeah, he offered oh. his his takes, his, his, let's call it hot takes on the local establishments. Did you take them? No. No, okay. we, we went and got steaks instead. Yeah, Charlie's is a good spot. One of the best. Yeah. Um, we went to Oyster Catcher Saturday night, which is, yeah. I. My understanding of those pots, he, he still had the, a ribeye. It looked pretty damn good. Oh, it's so, two steaks I'm glad in a row for him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm glad he got to go to Charlie. I'm not feeling too, too bad for Potsy right now. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, first and foremost, let's give uh, I'll give a little credit because I was I was critical I think in the podcast on Sunday and I mentioned in my ten Bears things about how the Bears have been on this run recently where it's all the young guys talking to the media with all this bad stuff going on and certain guys not talking after losses not just after the the game but even the week following the game not talking. Um, so, I offer criticism. I also offer credit. So today, uh, Eddie Jackson and um, and Jason Peters, two guys who have not Peters hadn't spoken over a month. I think it was thirty six days. And then uh, Eddie Jackson, who's been tough to get after losses, they both came to the and talked. It was all on Zoom today because of the enhanced COVID protocols, but they talked for over 10 minutes, answered tough questions. Allen Robinson too, but Allen Robinson speaks every week on Tuesdays uh, and answers the questions. So they did, just pointing out that today uh, they did do it, and um, they all were, I thought, thoughtful and respectful and addressed the questions. I asked Eddie Jackson about it, the uh, the Lance Briggs thing last week, you know, and he said his issue with that um, he can handle criticism. The thing that I guess triggered him was the questioning of the effort, which is fair. That part of it's fair. I could see why he wouldn't, why he would take exception to that part. Um, can I add something to that? So, sure. Impressive, quick research on his part to dig up a tweet on Lance Briggs from uh, how many years ago? I gotta say, I, I have a feeling. Oh, you just had it saved. I no no I have a feeling that someone either sent that to him or oh, they got g- people gave him some ammunition some someone may have sent him that with. tweet okay. or 
Or if you are going to get upset, I mean, and you search for it, I think if it's, I'd have to go back and look at that tweet, but I think if you just search Lance Briggs missed tackles, that one would have popped up. I do think Chicago as a market itself is pretty unique with the the number of players that actually talk, right? Like it's, you still got 85 Bears talking about this team. Oh, you're talking about former players. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And notable yeah. players. Um, I mean, heck, Jake Cutler even goes on ESPN 1000 every now and then to offer his thoughts on things. It's just, it wasn't too long ago that there were like former front office types criticizing the current front office or former front office. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, where Phil Emery was getting ripped by like his former colleagues. Um, like that was a thing. It's been yeah, a Jerry thing. Angelo had a radio appearance. Yeah, yeah. Greg Gabriel was on the score every week. Oh yeah, like, that's right. Th- this yeah. was Chicago's unique in that. In that, I just think it's. I think for a lot of young players, they're learning that. But um, everything you said should give you a pat in the back for calling out the Bears on that. Kevin Fishbane also called them out as well for the lack of veteran voices. Now I'm not surprised by Jason Peters. To be honest, Jason Peters, he's been here for I don't know two months. Yeah. Three months, he shouldn't speak for everybody. And my understanding, he doesn't. He didn't talk a lot in Philadelphia either. But um, it's good to hear from Eddie Jackson. Like that's a step in the right direction in terms of hearing from important players on your current team. Well, and and look, here's the thing. Like I can understand this, this situation is not really easy for anybody. With locker rooms being closed, it makes our jobs tougher. No one wants to hear about that side of it. I understand that, and it can also be hard on the team trying to get these players to come and talk, you know, just logistically in the building the, where we are in the media room is actually pretty far from the locker room. Um, and so I, I, it's tough. And that's why, like, I'm not going to, I have plenty of understanding that we're not going to get all the players we used to get every single week. Like we used to be able to get in the locker room. They're not all just going to show up, and do press conference. There's not enough time for that. Like in the past with the locker room, that stuff would be happening simultaneously. Like multiple players would be talking at the same time. Um, that's not really the point of this. It's just over seven weeks now, seven games, when it starts to become a trend that all of a sudden these younger players, these first and second year players are constantly the guys having to talk with all this bad stuff going on. And there's clearly more players talking after wins than there are losses. Certain players not talking at all after losses. Like, there has to be some accountability there. There just has to be. How about help your young quarterback out who's under fire on the field? Yes. Right? Like, dealing with a lot off the field in terms of catching up with all the players you can practice with. We'll get to that in a minute again. Um, like, there's a lot going on for Justin Fields. Like, go help the kid out. Volunteer yourself to help him out. I think that's what's bothered me about the whole situation. I mean, yes, Allen Robinson talks on Tuesdays, but you know what? Go up there after a bad game from Justin Fields and give him a little vote of confidence, will you? Like, that could go a long way for a young player who is experiencing the first real losses of his football career going back years. Yeah, I. T- that's a great point. It's a great point. So, um... Whatever. I mean, it's it. I'll give him credit today. They they came and they talked. Eddie Jackson took accountability too for his tackling issues, which was good. And um, 
he said he said he feels like he's very very close to getting an interception. He thought he was close to one on Sunday against the Bucks, and he um, it basically said he didn't play it right. So maybe they're coming. It's been a while. Um, and Jason Peters even gave us some news. How about Jason Peters? Maybe we can we have Jason Peters give the injury updates every day. Uh, Jason Peters saying that Larry Borum's coming back this week. I don't know if he'll be able to play by Sunday, but that seems like he'll be uh, returning at least That's to practice. Good news. And um, he said that Tevin Jenkins is a couple weeks away. More good news. Reinforcements on the way with the offensive line. Badly needed right now. Um, and I think it's okay to uh, present some of that as a glimmer of hope for the rest of the season to your fan base, get them excited about something without worrying about it being a competitive advantage. Am I right? You're not wrong. So I understand that every day people are like, why not? Nobody's asking about Tariq Cohen. No one's asking about Tevin. We have. Yes, yes, we have over and over and over again. The team has said nothing. So I'm sorry you're getting frustrated by it. It's, we, it's we've all, asked multiple coaches, actually. Yes. I, They're position coaches. So anyway, thanks for uh, I, Jason Peters. Little hope coming here on the offensive line, which is badly needed right now. They need to improve. And if Larry Borum, I know it was a really small sample size. He played like a handful of plays against the Rams at left tackle. He looked pretty damn good. And if he can do that for a full game at right tackle, maybe as soon as Sunday against the 49ers, your uh, quarterback, which we continue to say is the biggest story of the entire season, may start to look better. That would be a positive development. Are you saying he won't get hit from behind and lose the football? That could uh, help in terms of win-loss record, Adam. It might. It might. But hey, I'm just Adam Hoagie. I don't know what I'm talking about. Adam Hoagie. Now it's just $1.69 at Subway. <laughs> Where'd you get that, that? That was Kent. That was all Kent. Yeah, I think you're worth more than $1.69. I was going to say. What is a, worth, what's worth $1.69 these days anyway? At, at Subway, like the cookie maybe. That's an expensive cookie, but you know everything's going up these days. Yeah. All right. Um, then there was, uh, you want to talk about Allen Robinson? Yeah, what? yeah. Thanks for saying what we've been saying for a long time, Allen Robinson. Thank you. I gave the old Michael Scott. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Remember that? I forget what yes. episode that was, but that's how emphatic it needed to be. It's a good gif. Yes. That uh, we use on Twitter a lot. Well, here, let's play the exchange because I think it, this was uh, from, uh, I asked him a couple questions about an interception with Justin Fields just being on the same page. So there's like, it's, uh, and then the chemistry. So it's a, it's a little back and forth here between uh, Adam Hoagie and, uh, and Alan Robinson. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Rob. On the, uh, I think it was the last interception, the one down the sideline where you guys were backed up. Uh, what was your view of that play? And then, I guess just in general, I, where do you feel like the chemistry is at right now between you and Justin? Yeah, so um, on that one, you know, um, it's, it's off coverage. I'm running a goal ball. The defender was about uh, – he was at like about 10 yards off or so. So as I close the cushion to him um, and then I get a step on him, uh, I'm still digging, you know, for the goal ball. You know what I'm saying? So then once I look back, the ball was in the air. Um, I tried to slam on the brakes and maybe come back, but at that point in time, it was it was it was too late for me. It wasn't too much that I could do at that point, you know. Because again, like I said before, I'm thinking, and that 
it's off coverage, go ball. I'm chasing down the DB. And then once I get to him, now I'm really digging and then looking up for the ball, you know, um, as I'm continuing to, uh, you know, um, build speed down the field. So just to clarify, I mean, is he throwing that more like a back shoulder in that situation? And is it based off of what coverage you guys are seeing? Um, in that instance, I'm not thinking back shoulder at all. Yeah. Nothing would have told me in that instance of that a back shoulder ball is coming. And then where do you feel like your chemistry is at right now with Justin? And I'm sure that's something you guys are working on on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, that's something that we're continuing to continuing to build on, you know, again, continuing to get reps in practice. Um, again, I mean, um, it wasn't, you know, many snaps that we kind of took throughout training camp and stuff like that. So, I mean, a lot of these things, you know, again, we're just we're just trying to build on. All right. Yep. So. It. Yep. It didn't work with that. I don't I don't know. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the exasperation in my face. It's just, what was the point of training camp? Like, I get what you were saying, but you didn't stick to this plan long enough. You didn't even have, uh, like, like how many snaps off the top of your head? What what was the over-under on snaps with Allen Robinson in training camp? I would say it was like nine. I'm not exaggerating or under-exaggerating, however you want to put it. Like I might take the under. Yes, it was not a lot. Certainly, in terms of targets that actually went his yeah, way, that's, that's with Justin thing. Fields, yeah. that might yeah. have been like two. Yeah, yeah. We're we're talking about actual plays, not the one on one stuff. Like actual plays being run. But yes, there there will be times that he was actually working with the number one wide receivers, but the pass would go to Jimmy Graham or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just I don't. Wait, this is not an excuse either. We're not selling this as an excuse, but I think the argument can be made, and I will continue to make it, that Justin Fields could potentially have been more prepared than he looks right now. He could have been more ready than he is right now. Does he look ready? No. But full training camp working with the starters, even half a training camp working with the starters, would have prepared him more than what you are seeing on Sundays. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. There's obviously a little bit of a disconnect there. And, you know, all three of his interceptions were plays where I don't know if he's guessing what Allen Robinson's doing or, well, two of the three. The third one was Darnold Mooney. Wasn't a perfectly thrown ball by any means. It hit him in the hands. Make the play. Like, you gotta, that's the other thing. Like, I don't care if this rookie quarterback is Peyton Manning or. Justin Fields or Mitch Trubisky, like you have to help the rookie. Just like you got to help Latavius Simmons when he gets thrown in at right tackle after apparently not practicing all week, which is what Jason Peters said that Latavius Simmons didn't have any reps at right tackle during the week. It, it, it that's just seems to be a problem that they're not. Well, Adam, that would have required an adjustment made on Sunday. A deviation from the game plan. Which I just, I don't... Sometimes you have to deviate. You have to adjust. Because this guy has not practiced at all. Like, have a backup plan for your right tackle. Who, quite frankly, you know can at any moment be put on the COVID list. Yeah. How about this? Have a backup plan for your backup right tackle who is now replaced by a guy who is like your fourth string backup at right tackle. (laughs) I think they are technically down to the fifth stringer. Now, why Alex Bars, who started games on the offensive line, is that far down the list 
two, I don't know. But hey. I'm still of the belief that they still wanted to use him as the extra lineman for those plays, but couldn't so you still? Then, the, yes. So then, why didn't they on those yeah. plays where Simmons got killed? Yeah, I'm with you. Like I, we, I, I've talked this through. Like you have a game plan. You have a certain amount of plays that require that six offensive lineman that require 64 to be in the game, reporting eligible, as they always say. And if you're going to all of a sudden, Wilkinson goes out and you're going to slide bars over there, well, just put a big X through those plays that you have on your play card because you can't run them. So I understand, all right, if we put Simmons in instead, well, now we can still run the full gamut of plays. But then run those plays. Then help them out. Quite frankly, then there should be even more plays with the extra offensive lineman out there. So that part's what's frustrating. The Bears ran for over 100 yards against the best rushing defense in the league. Like, by far the best rushing defense in the league. And they got blown out 38-3. to It's kind of crazy if you think it's about crazy. it. It's crazy. It is. Like, usually that's a, like, well, the, the turnovers obviously change that conversation, but... It's also crazy that Bruce Arians and Tom Brady like weren't happy with their offense. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, I Brady had some misses. Like some, some he was not always accurate in that game. And then they had multiple stops at the goal line. His completion percentage was low. I had a tweet all dialed up, um, but then something happened in the game, and it was I wasn't quick enough on the the send button. But how like that mock interview must have really pissed off Bruce Arians because you could tell. Like when Tom Brady went deep and Mike Evans got stopped like at the one, I think it was Mike Evans. Like you know, he wanted to run up the score in the Bears. Like still bitter over oh, yeah. getting beat out by Mark Tressman for the Bears job. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of pettiness in that, right? Yes, there's that. There's Tom Brady and is holding up the fingers and having the wrong down, and and it probably just hurts losing to the Bears too. Quite frankly, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at the the Bucks season last year, that's probably the one where they're like, "How'd that happen? How'd that happen? We gotta, we gotta get, let's run up the score here." Well, the defense played really well that day. Like Cleo Mack was exceptional that day. You know what Cleo Mack had on Sunday? One tackle. Tom Brady was hit once, not by Cleo Mack. No sacks on Tom Brady. The NFL sack leaders, which are the Bears. Didn't produce. But that's, again, the COVID reserve list coming into play again. Robert Quinn is on it. Your second best pass rusher did not play in this game. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's some part of it that's like kind of uncontrollable. Teams are going to deal with this. And then there's some of it that is controllable, though. Like, I think when it's gotten this far out of hand, you have to question, I guess, what you're doing. Did- why did the Bears get in this situation in the first place? And it directly hurt you, and it could hurt you this week. You might not have your head coach. Although, did you see the line actually move from three and a half to three after that happened? Get out. No so. comment for right now. <laughs> that, that's, that was uh, Joe Ostrowski tweeted that. Could you imi- like imagine the scenario where... He doesn't coach on Sunday. Like, he's not in the building. Can't be there. And the Bears put up a crazy amount of points. Because the 49ers aren't very good. Oh, yeah. They could play defense. But there's, like, an offensive breakout game. Justin Fields is electric. 
maybe it's going from the Buccaneers to the 49ers and he feels more confident, but could you imagine the reaction in this town? Yeah. Forget this town nationally. Yeah. Would, it's kind of a lose-lose for Nagy if he doesn't coach. Because either you're, you lose, which is not good, or you win, and the optics, like you just pointed, might not look that great. We'll yeah. see. I don't know. We got a lot more week left. We got a lot more time to break it down. Sorry this Tuesday episode is a little bit shorter than normal. We've been scrambling, um, you know, with John's getting home today. <laughs> I'm not blaming you. It's obviously United Airlines' fault. Okay. Send us some miles. We want miles. Um, but, yes, we're on a time crunch today. Just the reality of the situation. Uh, so thank you for your patience. And uh, we will be back Thursday with a much longer, more in-depth uh, preview for this game against the 49ers. It's going to be a tough one, but also winnable. And uh, we'll probably at that point have a better idea what's going on with the Bears COVID list, Matt Nagy coaching, all those types of things. So follow us on Twitter, read us. We appreciate you. Check out the YouTube channel. We'll talk to you on Thursday. See ya. Adam Hoagie. Now just the dollar sixty nine at Subway.